0: This is Robert Harper with Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division, thankful today and glad to bring you the Merchandiser Minute. It's a beautiful Friday, April the 21st, 2023, and let's take a look at how the futures markets closed out this week in Chicago. May corn down 3 cents for the week at 6.63. December corn, your new crop contract down 12 cents for the week to close at $5.48. May soybeans down 17 on the week at 14.83 at the close. November soybeans, your new crop contract down 16 cents a bushel for the week at 12.85. When we switch over to look at soft wheat in Chicago, May wheat down 21 cents for the week at 6.61. July wheat, your new crop contract down 19 cents a bushel for the week to close at 6.73. A lot of red on the board when you look at these three different commodities here at the end of the week, but really going back to Sunday night's trade, Monday and Tuesday's trade. We had a lot of positive price action on the corn and the soybean board for different influences, but we weren't able to hold on to those positive price moves this week. We did have May option expiration this week, and it seemed like today, and it seemed like speculators were were switching money around on the option side of things, and they were switching money around on the future side of things. One thing to notice here on your futures quote screen, you'll see this, the continuing bull spread action that's going on. Uh, The tight farmer holding of physical bushels on on the old crop soybean side, the old crop corn side across the U.S., as well as China purchases of corn specifically, and originators are trying to buy some of that corn that they didn't have already have bought. Today at the close we had a $0.48 a bushel spread between May Corn Futures and July Corn Futures. We had a $0.34 a bushel spread between May Soybeans and July Soybeans. Very interesting price action and just really leads us into how most of the commercials have gotten out of May Futures. Some of them as long as three to four weeks ago. Um, so just a really interesting trade, y'all have been paying close attention to this If you're as you're selling old crop corn and wheat and trying to make a determination on what buyers are on the May contract and what buyers are on the July. By the end of next week we know first notice day at the end of the week everybody's got to be off the May so keep that in your mind coming into Sunday night's trade and Monday if you have some more old crop bushels that you need to sell, um, consider consider that. Uh, switch over and if you've got anybody who's buying especially corn off of the May futures contract you might want to take advantage and make some more cash sales next week. Um, when we look at something else but that's tied to this, uh, Farm Bureau's broker sent us a message this week that open interest uh, positions on the Chicago Board of Trade in May corn were the lowest uh, in 10 years and it's interesting to see a statement like that. I did get a chance to communicate with him by email about that and he does believe it's directly correlated to the commercials as well as speculators in many cases getting out of the May futures here a bit early. So interesting things going on around the futures board this week. It's been great talking to all of you on the phone and helping you get old crop bushels moved, making decisions about pricing new crop corn and new crop soybeans we know we are way above break even still with local basis and the futures on new crop soybeans and corn it's exciting to think that you all can lock in profits for this fall and even for january february march of 2024 on corn and beans let's have those conversations next week if you're not 20 percent sold on your new crop Josie and I want to talk with you about that and see if it works for your operation. We had a lot of conversations again this week around wheat, looking at local basis, whether it's going to a flour mill in North Carolina, Virginia, or Maryland or Pennsylvania, or if you're choosing to or thinking you're going to sell the wheat, as feed wheat. Uh, We need to keep talking about that, but not a lot of activity going on making sales because of where the board price is on wheat and where basis is and where you all need to be at at break even. Not an exciting opportunity to lock in any wheat right now like it is for corn and soybeans, but let's have a conversation about that. Congratulations to y'all getting a lot of field work done this week. Soybeans and corn going in the ground as well as a lot of folks we talked to this week are wean and fall calves. Congratulations there. We're all looking forward to a chance of big rain here across Virginia tomorrow afternoon. You all all need it. Some of you are as much as 50% behind on annual rainfall up to this date. We know it's dry. We're looking forward to some rain. Let's take a look at some of the headlines around the trade this week. We did see... Australia's Ag Ministry and China's Ag Ministry meeting. They are working to improve their ties on all types of trade around energy, agriculture, and other things. This comes on the heels of China and Brazil uh, working closer together on more uh, trade just between the two of them. We talked about that in our last Merchandiser minute about how they're even wanting to circumvent the dollar. So again, just China trying to push out the U.S. in a lot of different ways. We're going to watch that. We did see a lot more talk this week back and forth between Ukraine and Russia on the Black Sea Grain Initiative, this peace corridor we've been dealing with since July of last year. Russia did not want to approve some inspections of some vessels. I saw a report maybe midweek there are 45 inbound vessels waiting to be inspected. Uh, to get loaded, but they're arguing back and forth. Russia says Ukraine's not doing what they're supposed to do and vice versa. We're going to watch that going into next week. I think we did get some strength uh, in speculators buying corn futures earlier in the week, thinking this thing might even unravel sooner rather than later, but that didn't come to be. We also saw the strike this week. A federation of unions that represent Argentina's port workers, they did lift a three-day strike down there. There was a lot of anxiety about uh, boats backing up at their ports, and and um, it didn't it didn't last longer than three days. We had some strength last Friday in the trade off of that, some strength earlier in the week as well, but that didn't hold up either. Speaking of Argentina, I saw something this week I had to read again and again. I don't I don't this is amazing, but we know their economy's got some issues down there in different ways than ours do does. But um, I saw a headline about triple digit inflation in Argentina. I read some about it this week. Some uh, central banks there and elsewhere, different folks are pending 104, 100% inflation year over year in Argentina. Their central bank had a Reuters report this week uh, r- reported their central bank has raised interest rates to 81%. Read about that. It's a lot going on. Let's look at some of the good to excellent ratings as well as planting progress coming into the week. U.S. corn 8% planted, 5% last year. U.S. beans coming into the week 4% planted, 1% last year. Spring wheat here in the Upper Plains only 3% planted. We know about the snow cover up there and the cold. When we jump back and look at Virginia we came into the week at 25% planted on corn, 3% planted on soybeans. And um, let me see here. I think that was what I wanted to mention there. So we're going to watch that again Monday. Remember, we get crop progress reports now every Monday. When we look at USDA reports this week, inspections-wise, second highest of this marketing year that started in September for corn, 47 million bushels inspected and sent out. Wheat and uh, soybeans were down week over week. And we had a really uh, a sad export report on Thursday this week. We had a couple of flash sales last week that got reported, but corn and beans were well below where the expectation was for sales that started a sharp sell off yesterday morning in those futures contracts. So we need to we need sales. We'll watch for that again next week. Talking about good to excellent ratings, I missed this, but one of the things I wanted to mention is contrasting. The HRW, the hard the hard red wheat, the winter crop, we know how dry it is out there. Worst good to excellent rating in history. And when you line that up against the soft wheat crop, we've got one of the best good to excellent ratings in history. I thought that was interesting this week. Crazy jump on the ethanol report this week, 6.8% increase in production just over a million barrels a day. That really shocked the trade. The stocks came in. Ethanol stocks came in as expected. Same pretty much in line with last week, 25.2 million barrels. Um, We also saw a news report this week that China's soybean imports from the U.S. were up 43% in March. That's pretty much pegging how the impact of that late Brazilian harvest, the impact that that had on extending the U.S. export window for soybeans. And speaking of beans, the National Oilseed Processors Association showed us a record number for March crush this week. 185.8 million bushels of soybeans crushed in the U.S. in the month of March. Highest on record for March, uh, second highest ever. So um, March, uh, excuse me, May 2nd and 3rd, we got another Federal Reserve meeting. Everybody's expecting them to raise the interest rates here, a quarter of a percentage point. We're going to be watching that. We did see talking about some outside influences, gold, big sell-off in gold this week. The equities held strong and even. The dollar held strong and even this week. But we did see about a $4 a barrel fall in crude oil. We're going to watch that and um, next week we're also going to have our eyes focused on harvest progress in South America just like planning progress here. There are lots of basis opportunities out there. We want to talk with you about your marketing. Give me or give Josie a call please. We want to help you. Thanks for all you do. This is Robert at Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division.